Senior Life Journeys presents Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia, a podcast designed to help caregivers find knowledge, power, hope, and smiles in their dementia caregiving journey. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. Here is your host, best-selling author, Carol Howell. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. I thank you for joining me again today. I am Carol Howell, your host. It's always a pleasure for me when we get together and talk about dementia, dementia caregiving, things that we can do to prevent dementia in our world and in the world of our loved ones. Isn't that wonderful news? Speaking of which, today we have a wonderful guest, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. I came across him recently in a class I was taking on online and was so impressed with what I learned. And I wrote him and just thought, I'm going to see if by chance he would be willing to come on my show. I know he won't, but I'm going to ask anyway. And he did. I was like, I get cold chills now just thinking about it. If you didn't catch the episode before this one, uh, back up, listen to it, and then come listen to this one. I think getting them in order is a great thing. But Dr. Teitelbaum is a board-certified internist and nationally known expert in the fields of chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, sleep, and pain. He's authored 10 books and the popular app you can have on your phone called Cures A to Z. He's been on Good Morning America, CNN, Fox News, Dr. Oz, Oprah and Friends, and he has just a hard, hard life living <laughs> in Hawaii. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Carol, Dr. it's great to be Bob. with you. And I firmly believe that we can create whatever we choose to pick in life. So when child number five went off to college, my wife looked both ways and left to Hawaii. <laughs> there you go. So where where on, did you live on before? On the Chesapeake there, Bay in Annapolis, then? Maryland. Okay, so you've been in Hawaii for a now. while. Oh wow! I, I kind of like. I huh? think of going to heaven and skipping the messy diving part. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Last year we moved to Southwest Florida. We're just outside of Naples, Florida. Beautiful part of the world. And every time I go outside and I see all the lush greenery and the palm trees, and I'm like, this is so much it's better than South Carolina. It just in really Naples, is. I love South Carolina, but this is really better. Is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So on our last episode, I told folks we were going to talk about the dementia protocol. Well, what is that? It's important for people to realize, Carol, that um, if you take 100 people diagnosed with Alzheimer's, 30 to 50 of those 100 mm-hmm. don't have it. Uh, this is what the research has shown, because mm-hmm. the only way to really conclusively diagnose Alzheimer's is with a brain biopsy, which you're not going to do with people until, until you do an autopsy Ouch. when they're dead. And they had several studies right. where they did autopsies on people diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and 30 to 50 percent of them didn't have a speck of Alzheimer's. Uh, they had other problems that uh, often were missed because the doctor just had 10 minutes for the doctor visit, stuck a label of dementia through Aricephin amended the person and said next. So we're going to talk today about right. what you can do to tune up the brain uh, that can make a big difference. And again, you don't want to wait until the person's bedridden with Alzheimer's. Um, but it's best as you catch it early. These are things you can do to really markedly improve function, uh, help cognition, uh, just for the person who's going to feel better overall. Um, and part of it also, I'm going to begin with an understanding that some parts of Alzheimer's can be very scary. For example, you walk down the sidewalk mm-hmm. and you see this friend you've known for 20 years, you block on the name. 
that doesn't right. necessarily it scares people but that's not really that abnormal don't let that scare you so much if you forget who the person is and don't recognize mm -hmm. him and they're your best friend that's a very different story than not being able to hunt the label the name things um, mm -hmm. i would just mm -hmm. put that under the medical category of what you call brain farts it's just that you have so much <laughs> yes. stuff in your memory and they're unlike a 10 year old who doesn't have much to search through in their memory, your brain has a lot. And sometimes it takes a while. So as long yeah. as your reasoning is intact, don't worry if occasionally you have trouble with the labels. Good, 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 good. So not fine, not knowing where your keys are. That's okay. Not knowing what to do with your keys once you find yeah, them. Yeah, and forgetting where you okay. left the keys is not Alzheimer's. Forgetting how to use the keys, that's Alzheimer's. Yeah. Exactly. I've talked about right. girls. Yeah. <laughs> so in our last episode, we talked about things we can do to prevent Alzheimer's. Now, I'm gathering from something you said that the dementia protocol is to be worked or is for yes. folks who have already been diagnosed. It's to optimize function to in dementia and to make sure that there's not other things okay. um, such as hormonal problems, uh, other, uh, medication, stuff like that that's causing the uh, confusion that's just being labeled Alzheimer's when it's really very treatable. So okay. let's take a look using dementia as a nice little acronym to help remember. So the D in dementia okay. is drugs. Um, there are many, many mm -hmm. drugs that can trigger dementia or confusion. And that when mm -hmm. these medications are stopped, mm -hmm. the confusion often goes away. And as a doctor, yes. you know, you learn very easily, quickly, because the average doctor's visit is about six to 10 minutes. That's what the doctors allowed. If they spend more than that, they're going to actually lose money because the insurance doesn't pay them the cost of time, unless they have right. some expensive tests they're doing, you know, in the interim uh, to make that up. So you want to go ahead and work with the doctor. And I'd like using a holistic doctor because they really are, can take the time. That's why they don't participate with the insurance companies mm -hmm. because, you know, otherwise they couldn't mm -hmm. spend the time. But like you had mentioned in the last episode, you went to the doctor, the holistic doctor spent an hour and a half. When I see a new person, and often I'll do that by phone consultation, uh, where I assess a new case of somebody with dementia, um, I'm, my visits are minimum of three hours, uh, one in one time. Mm -hmm. So th this takes time to do that. So with the drugs, you go to the doctor, it's very hard for the doctor to stop the old drugs, you know, because you may have a list of 12 things. And it, it takes 30 seconds to write a prescription and add something new. But it can take you 20 minutes to figure out, well, why was this thing needed? Is this old one still needed? And how do we get mm -hmm. off? So mm -hmm. going through the drugs why? with your physician. Uh, ask which of these are not essential and don't stop them all at once. Your body doesn't like that kind of rapid change. Just go ahead and work with the doctor, lower the dose little by little, and then the next one, lower the dose, lower the dose. You may find um, that you come off a number of these medications you don't need anymore and your brain comes back. In fact, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I would love an experiment where they took the average group of medications. They took a random group of 30 people who developed dementia took that medication list and put 25-year-olds on that medication list, they'd be arrested for DWI, you know. So oh get these drugs, get rid of the medications yes. that are not essential. Yes. Uh, e is emotional. Okay. You want to rule out depression and make sure that the person is getting adequate sleep because depression will sometimes mm -hmm. mimic dementia and they're not the same thing. And mm -hmm. one simple way to ask is to ask mm -hmm. the person, do you feel depressed? 
because they actually will often know. Uh, but you can tell by the lack of motivation, the listlessness. Uh, for those of you who are empathic, you can feel it off the person. I tend to be pretty empathic in that way. I'll, I'll know in 20 seconds of talking to somebody, I just feel it radiating off of them. Um, so if they're depressed, um, interestingly, we had talked about a supplement, uh, a special form of curcumin called Curamed, C-U-R-A-M-E-D, as mm -hmm. uh, being something that I give for anybody with a family history or a personal history of dementia. I didn't mention on the last episode, though, that in studies comparing that medication to Zoloft for severe depression, it's more effective as an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. This is um, repeated around studies. So that's wow. the nice thing about this, the supplements and natural things is instead of side effects, you get side benefits. Mm -hmm. Benefits, so, right. You know, rule out depression yes. and make sure the person's getting uh, seven to eight hours sleep. And they may need less as they get older, but that they're getting adequate okay. sleep. And then the M in okay. dementia is metabolic. Um, things that affect energy production and especially hormones. So I'm going to optimize thyroid. And again, a normal thyroid blood test means nothing. The uh, If you take 100 people who need thyroid, 50 to 70% of them will have normal tests. Tired, so achy, weight gain, cold intolerant, high cholesterol. If you have two of those things, I deserve, most people deserve a trial of what's called desiccated thyroid, like nature thyroid or armor thyroid by prescription. And that you'll need to see a holistic doctor for. So the other thing is I really do think, I mean, the research has gone back and forth about the use of estrogen and progesterone, uh, but the more current research is suggesting and in terms of whether it helps cognitive function, but the newer research is suggesting that it does. And I think that it's a very good idea not to use the synthetic estrogen or, or Premarin, which is pregnant horse urine estrogen, which is an obscenity, um, but to use bioidentical hormone, low dose, um, and bioidentical progesterone, and even a little bit of bioidentical testosterone, and, uh, and even in women, uh, it can make a big difference in how people feel. Mm -hmm. And how about the, the progesterone in someone who has had Well, the testosterone cancer. in people who... Uh, and I don't give it to people yes. with prostate cancer. The I think it, the data in my reading it suggests that it does not increase the risk of prostate cancer. But if somebody has known prostate cancer, I would not give the test. Okay, I'm asking. My husband is three and a half years clear. Every test has been zero point zero 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 whatever, and um, and we've talked about I, I would, you know, I would, getting his. I wouldn't. Well, it may not do any sense. harm. Uh, it would not. But okay. it just. If it comes back, you'll never forgive yourself, even if, even if it had nothing to do with the test. Right. Okay. Thank you. All right. So All right. The, the second E, e is second ears e. and eyes. Um, hearing and vision loss can mimic dementia. Oh. So it's really important to get those checked. Yes. Um, and you can go to Costco and Absolutely. well after you know the COVID passes and make an appointment for the hearing centers. They're <laughs> very good. They're half the price of you know most normal places uh most other places um i have hearing aids most people don't know that um because they can't see them they're invisible in my ear uh i got them there they're brilliant mm -hmm. um and being able to hear wow. makes all the difference in the world and also get your hearing check get your sure. vision check because those problems if those are are problematic they can mimic dementia absolutely because i can tell you that i'll pick you up tomorrow at two o'clock and you're not ready and i'll think you forgot exactly. when in fact you just might and not people have they just smile and tune out of the conversation oh, yeah 
because it's too much work to keep going. Hey, right, what, right. what, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just get a hearing aid because nowadays, you know, yeah. they're invisible. You know, like I said, I'll lecture to four or five hundred doctors at a time. Mm -hmm. Not a one of them can tell I have it. And people sitting right next to me, I talk about hearing aids. And, you know, to them, when I think they need it, and they say, yeah, but I'm embarrassed because it looks funny. I say, did you know I'm wearing one? They look me in the ear and they don't see anything. And it's like, you have a hearing aid on? I don't see anything. There you go. Um, yeah. And then I send them to Costco. <laughs> Right. Well, I not getting on my husband here, but <laughs> I did take him to have his hearing checked and it was great. And the doctor said he does have this condition. I said, OK, what is it? She said he has a uh, syndrome known as selective hearing. And well, he there you go. And you can let him know that the beautiful thing with that is once he has the hearing aids in, he can hit the mute button. Oh, no, no, <laughs> He'll no, figure no, it out. No, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're funny. Okay. Ears and eyes. Okay. Now the N and in nutrition. our acronym. And make it really easy. There's a vitamin powder yeah. called the Energy Revitalization System Vitamin Powder. It's one that I developed. My royalties all go to charity. So um, and one drink replaces yeah. literally, if you can get what's in that one drink in less than 30 pills, I'll give you a free bottle. Most people take 60, 70 pills. And it's really optimized. It'll have the B12. It'll have the folic acid. It'll have the B vitamins um, to optimize function. Um, and because this B12 and folate are critical to optimize uh, in people with dementia. Um, so I would go ahead and do that. I would go ahead and add herbal support with the curcumin. And the only form I would use is called Curamed, C-U-R-A-M-E-D, as you mentioned earlier. I would get okay. 750 milligrams. Uh, we'll mm -hmm. take one or two a day. Um, and I check the iron levels to make, called the, it's called the ferritin blood test. Again, the normal range is insane. Ignore that. The ferritin level should be over 60. If it's over 12, let's say you're fine, which is literally insane. I mean, it, 60 or higher. So it should be over 60? I will give some iron supplement. Wow. Okay. And a Vect Omega, which is an omega-3, which is critical for brain function. Nice thing about Vect Omega, one or two pills a day replaces seven to 14 big fish oil pills. So you want to keep it simple. One drink, two capsules, you're covered. It's, it's just all there. Okay. Very good. So if your iron is low and you go um, on an iron no. supplement, is it something you stay you on forever? You take it until it goes up to up? 60 and then you stop it. Um, but if you're still losing it, it okay. then you want to make right. sure there's no colon cancer. If I see low iron, um, I'm going to be considering where's that iron going. If the person's vegetarian, okay, then I have an answer. Uh, but if they're postmenopausal and it's low and they're eating meat, um, they're probably losing it somewhere. So... If they're post-menopausal and vegetarian. Other, but otherwise, I'm going to look for, okay. do they have stomach ulcer? Do they have uh, colon cancer? You know, are they having um, a bleeding, mm -hmm. you know, uh, spotting, vaginal spotting, you know, when they're post-menopausal? So it's mm -hmm. all part of the evaluation that you need right. to check. So is there not iron in nuts? The, the, iron, the iron in vegetables and non-meat is poorly absorbed. Unless you get some vitamin C with it to help the absorption. So spinach will have iron, okay. but it's poorly absorbed. Right. It goes into one end, out the other. Interesting. All right. And tea would Nutrition. be tumors and, and other brand lesions. Um, I can't imagine not getting an MRI or CT scan if somebody has a diagnosis of dementia. 
you really need to check because Absolutely. also not just tumors, but one of the most common causes of dementia is called multi-infarct dementia. We have little small blood vessels that are mm -hmm. uh, that are basically causing tiny mini strokes. And just taking an aspirin a day, it should be enteric coated. Mm -hmm. um, that can have a big benefit. Um, yes. You know, I'm not a big fan of an aspirin a day for everybody because the studies show it kills as many people as it prevents heart attacks. But in multi-infarct dementia, I'm going to have the person take one aspirin a day because it can improve function mm -hmm. and slow down progression as well. Very good. That's good to know. Uh, the eye would be right. infections. Many of these are silent in people with dementia. For example, urine infections may cause no symptoms at all except mm -hmm. confusion. So I'm going to check a urine culture. Are they having right. sinus infections? But most importantly would be candida overgrowth. And there's no test for this. Um, and most doctors say, since there's no test, it doesn't exist. It's like a little kid covering up their eyes and saying, I'm invisible now because I can't you know um it's <laughs> so for the candida the way if the person uh clears the throat a lot <clears throat> post nasal drip um or chronic sinusitis mm -hmm. or nasal congestion or if they have gas bloating and diarrhea or constipation um then those mm -hmm. are indicative of candida overgrowth and i will treat for the candida uh, and see if those symptoms improve and if the cognition improves. But there's a reason why when you see the image in the movies of, uh, you know, the older person with dementia and they're being called an old fart is because they have a lot of gas from the candida. Mm -hmm. from, candida ferments. And if right. you've ever seen a fermentation tank, it's making a lot of gas. But it won't have much of a smell to it. If it has right, a right, right. lot of a nasty smell, that's bacterial. Um, and then the <clears throat> constant clearing of the throat, um, that tends to be candida, and I'm going to address that. I like the medication you, called diflucan for six weeks, and then I add some natural antifungals and cut oh. back the sugar intake. And a, pro, a good probiotic. Writing all this down here. A would and be anemia and other a. overt medical problems. Is a person diabetic? Do they have kidney failure, liver problems? Uh, but anemia would be one of the most common ones that need to be addressed because that can aggravate cognitive function and energy. Um, mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, these are the things to look at. And again, there's a lot of different things. For those who want more information, if you look at my Cures A to Z app, see you. That's capital A dot C. And mm -hmm. um, they were kind of shifting it in the app store. So it may be off, not available for a week or two, but Chuck, it should be back. If not, Chuck again, two weeks. Um, but the thing is, it'll have, this is all laid out in the app. Uh, the app is free. There's a $2, $2 mm -hmm. upgrade. It's well worth it. You know. Um, but the, yes. <laughs> again, I would note that I do treat people from all over the world. Um, Again, most of the time, you're going to do best with a holistic doctor, mm -hmm. uh, but I'll uh, do tune-ups for people by phone. Uh, Three-hour evaluation. Okay. Give them that contact information. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can contact my appointment manager, Sarah, and her email address is appointments, with an S at the end, at endfatigue.com. E, and like Nancy, D, like David, fatigue com um and it's just uh so happy to work with you with that as well but usually I, I won't work with people who are very have very severe dementia especially if they're living by themselves mm -hmm. or don't have a caregiver because it, it, it gets too complicated for them but for especially for early to mild to moderate dementia 
uh, that's really the time you want to jump in and do the tour. Mm-hmm. So much good information. I want to just switch gears here for a moment because I'm just getting all kinds of free information. Mm-hmm. You've just got to love this. I do. <laughs> Maybe you don't so much, Dr. Teitelbaum, because you've got to provide it. Talk to me. Here we sit. Today is May the 25th, and we're through like two and a half months mm-hmm. into this COVID experience. Um, talk to me about your thoughts on opening up America, people getting back out, maybe going to church and sitting in sanctuary. Well, here's the thing. People. It makes me so um, nervous. I haven't the done news it. media has politicized the virus. And because of that, what they're getting from both sides of the aisle is instead of good sound reporting of what the research is showing um it's they're using it as a proxy to attack each other politically uh, so turn it off most of the stuff in the media mm-hmm. there's a medical term oh fos okay. i'll let you figure it out um okay so <laughs> turn it off it. because they talk about this research and that but i've read the research and what the research says is not what they are reporting they leave out critical things so on the one side, uh, it's to attack uh, the President Trump. Um, and he said, I like plaquenil and chloroquine. So suddenly mm-hmm. they're making up all kinds of mis- Literally. I mean, uh, those of you who've watched that, uh, look at the news that you've read. Any news outlet that said, and it can cause visual retinal problems. Immediately turn off and burn that media because they are lying to you. In 10 million cases... <laughs> of people who have used that medication short term as is being recommended for the virus. Um, there has not been a single case of retinal damage. It's only after two years of long-term chronic use. Wow. So if they say that and leave out that, but of course it's not a problem with the way it's being recommended, then you know that they are just lying through their teeth. Um, on the other side, if they're right. saying it's okay to right. all gather enclosed in buildings and breathe these others air up close, you know, um, that may not be wise yet. So do I think that, and then when they okay. calculate, the, the big thing that they leave out is that the, the shutting down of our country does not come without a cost, a human cost as well. So what I recommend is I think that as the curve starts to flatten, a a key thing to remember, um, the shutdown was not because it would uh, prevent people from getting the disease and dying. This is critical to realize that. The shutdown does not prevent people Mm -hmm. from getting the disease and dying because eventually people will need to go out and they will get the disease or they won't and they will die or they won't. All it does is spread it out so as mm-hmm. not to overwhelm the hospital systems to flatten the curve. So, so that's the flat when they're the saying, you hear people saying, well, mm-hmm. if you go out, you're going to cause all these deaths. Well, the question is, but you're going to have to go out sometime and those deaths are going to happen sometime. So I think that would I mm-hmm. want to go to church or synagogue and sit inside a cold, closed building with a bunch of people? No. Would I be comfortable moving that prayer service mm-hmm. outside? And having people let them wear their masks yes. and let them sit six feet apart and having the service? Yes. Would I mm-hmm. want to go into a restaurant that's a small restaurant and sit there with a bunch of people? Not yet. They should move the tables outside and change the zoning and other laws to allow service out on the sidewalks. Because then the breeze blows the virus right. away. Right. Um, so there's just some common sense things. And again, it just saddens me 
you know, that the research has been so misrepresented on both sides of the media as be, being used as a political attack on each on the other side. And it's just when common sense can sway the day. And there's simple things. What they ignore is that if mm -hmm. you have a room full of people and you throw in somebody with COVID to mingle, only a third of people will get it. And of the, those third of people who get it, only about half will even ever have symptoms. So how do you put yourself in that 85% who doesn't catch it or has doesn't get horrible symptoms from it? And zinc is critical for that. Yeah. Zinc is poison for this virus. So I will have people, oh yes, uh, it's, it does spay oh, and neuter really? on it. It kills it on contact. So I have people take 50 milligrams a day for a month just to load the tank. And I have them take the energy revitalization system vitamin powder because it has the, the vitamin A, the zinc, the D, um, and other nutrients. And the vitamin C that are very helpful. Would you recommend then for our listeners to I would add get the energy revitalization system uh, vitamin regimen? powder because that has a whole host of nutrients that are very helpful for immunity has it um, and I would add 40 milligrams a day in the mm -hmm. beginning for one month to load the tank and then I would stop it because long term I, that's too much 15 is optimal that's what's in the powder at one five and then at first sign of the virus mm -hmm. I would go back up to the 50 milligrams a day until it passes. Would Not this so be much. true the for zinc colds and flus will help with sore throats and respiratory infections, but no. the COVID virus itself is uniquely, I mean, there's other viruses that are sensitive too, but it's just especially effective against that virus. And you can get that Amazon or anywhere. This is zinc is cheap. Well, if that is so effective, why are we spending all this well, time and money trying to cheap. come up with a vaccine? And uh, Carol, come on, dang it. Oh. Have you no sense, woman? If something is cheap, why would Get you want to go program. after that? There's no profit in it. <laughs> I hear you. No profit in it. So if they come it up depends. with a vaccine, uh, I'll want to look at the research. Going to take it? And I'm going to take a look and see what does the research show? How effective is it? What side effects and toxicity are getting? And then I'll make my decision. And then we'll call Email you and let me know. Was, so, um, again, the vaccines okay. are not the end all, nor are they the devil. They are one more tool that should be used mm -hmm. wisely, and they're not especially being used wisely in many mm -hmm. cases these days. So, I think we need to look at multiple tools. Uh, getting good sleep right. helps immunity dramatically. Uh, simple mm -hmm. vitamin like the energy revitalization mm -hmm. system helps immunity dramatically. Um, I, things like andrographis and uh, personally I'm taking elderberry. Um, there's so much that can be done. Um, there's so much that can be done. But again, all this stuff's cheap. Uh, vitamin D, the epidemiologic studies show low vitamin mm -hmm. D associated with much worse outcomes in people with COVID. But it's ignored because it's cheap. If it was a medication and cost $10,000 a person, the news media would be all over it. Uh, NIH would be all yeah. over it. God bless them. They're good people at the NIH. Fossey's yeah. a good person. But he's caught in what I believe is a religious belief, not science, but scientism, that if there's no randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled studies, there's no evidence, which is unscientific. That is a religious statement. And God bless, science is a great tool, but it's a god-awful religion. Uh, to, get, to put in perspective, if you were on an airplane <laughs> that was falling out of the sky and the captain was giving everybody parachutes, right? 
Fossey would be barring the door saying there are no randomized double blind placebo controlled studies that parachutes work. <laughs> yeah. So there's Give a certain amount of common sense that now. needs to be added to the science <laughs> on both sides. Um, and again, I'm not, you know, to me, people ask, oh, what's your politics? And my politics is what's true and what works and what's compassionate. Um, let me leave okay. folks with this thought because the media has become so divisive and our political system has become okay. so divisive. And it's not that the right is correct mm. or wrong or that the left is correct or wrong. Think of it like a tree. You've got the tree and you've right. got the roots of the tree that go deep into the earth that create that make it solid and stable. And they're very slow to change and they give the tree stability with the tree yeah. trunk. And then you've got the crown of the tree that has the leaves and the leaves fall and change every year, but at fruits and that creates new growth. Which part of the tree you want to cut off? The mm -hmm. part that creates stability and, you know, which would be like the conservative or the right, which creates stability and, and I think brings spirit into its roots. And you also want to cut off any change. You want to cut off the crown of the tree or if you're the crown of the tree, if you're on the left, you want to cut off the roots. A healthy tree has both. And there's a reason why most societies are split about 40 40 mm -hmm. and those who, you know, want stability and those who like change because that creates a healthy society. And that 20% in the middle that kind of waver mm -hmm. and are the independents. That's healthy. And for both sides to work together with honest differences and, and talking about the honest differences creates a healthy society but for the for the roots to attract the crown of the tree and the crown to attack Amen. the roots which is what's going on in the u.s today lincoln put it simply a house or a tree divided against itself cannot stand so start reaching out listen yeah, to each other stand. here they're Amen. not the, the other side's not the enemy they're not stupid they're not crazy you've just all been watching nonsense lies on the news misleading you to hate each other turn it off listen to each other graciously, mm -hmm. lovingly, and then share information and let's make our country whole again. And that's what good life is about. That's what we're called as God's kids to do. You know, I'm just, thank you for that. Thank you very much, folks. I know that you have enjoyed this interview. I have enjoyed it and learned so much. And um, thank you so much, Dr. Teitelbaum, for giving us this time and sharing of your oh, expertise you. and your heart such heart you have i hope you you know yes it just comes out i love that folks do be sure and check him out at his website www.endfatigue.com and all kinds of great information you can uh click contact there and um, send an email to uh, appointments with an s at endfatigue.com if you are interested in scheduling some time one-on-one -on -one with Dr. Teitelbaum. What an honor that would be. I hope you guys have a great caregiving journey. I hope that you bring smiles to your loved one, and I hope your loved one makes you smile. And from me to you, blessings and smiles. Bye-bye. A special thank you to our sponsors, National Association of Veterans and Families, 800-352-2919 or www.navf.org. Contact them for information regarding benefits for the veteran or the spouse of the veteran. Tell them Carol sent you. National Association of Veterans and Families. They speak veteran, so you don't have to. 
HD Imports, located in Rock Hill, South Carolina, wonderful mechanics for the repair and maintenance of Honda, Hyundai, Acura, Toyota, and Kia. HD Imports, 803-985-0985. I would like to take a special moment and thank you for being a part of Let's Talk Dementia. You can find all of our resources at our website, letstalkdementia.org. Our podcasts, our videos, our books, our blogs, and a form where you can contact me are all right there on the website. I look forward to hearing from you. Blessings and smiles.